Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Nothing happened in wrestling this week, so we're just going to talk about whiskey. Yeah, I mean, wrestling was, I don't know, you know what, I was thinking about it just a second ago, I don't know if wrestling was just very boring this week, or if it was the fact that the week before was just all of the excitement and entertainment rolled into one week, so a normal week of wrestling was just like, eh. I think it was all of the drama of last week, and then this week, it wasn't bad, it was not a bad week of wrestling, Mm -mm. it just was nothing stands out as... You know, CM Punk burning <laughs> down AEW. Right. So uh, this week we've got ourselves some scotch that we're drinking. This is uh, Buchanan's Deluxe. It is aged 12 years. And the bottle is smarter than I am because it took <laughs> us, what, five minutes to figure out how to pour out of it? Yeah, it's got some kind of weird, like, uh, spout. ball-bearing spout thing built into it. And I guess it's... Got like a slow pour at the beginning. I don't know. It was weird because once it finally poured, it poured. Yeah. But it didn't want to to come out. It's forty percent alcohol by volume, which makes it eighty proof. Uh, I think it was about forty bucks. I'm not expecting this to be the greatest scotch in the world, but if you want to be fancy and say, "Oh, I drank scotch," then maybe this is a, a drink for you. Yeah. Let's find out. So, huh? Let's find out. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, it's scotch. Yeah. That's, that's the, I mean. Yeah. It has that weird, you know, scotch burnt flavor. Yeah. Um, I could definitely smell something like acetone on the nose. Yeah. I mean, it's um, not, it's not super refined by any means. Um, I think I prefer uh, Johnny Walker Black. Yeah, like. It's got, I'm fixing to go back here because I'm old, uh, so some of our listeners may not have this same experience, but my granddad used to have a smoking chair. Mm -hmm. It was one chair that was in the living room, it was in the corner of the living room, and it was his chair, and on the table beside it was an ashtray, and his little box that had cigars in it, and a little box that had like his pipe stuff in it. That was the smoking chair. That corner had a distinct smell. Mm-hmm. This tastes like that corner. Yeah. It has that that ash, tobacco, like, put out cigarette. And, and all that sounds awful. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's awful. But it has, I mean, it reminds me of that, that scent. I mean, it is, it's, it's drinkable. I don't think that I would ever pick this up again. Mm-mm. Because like it's, it's not smoky enough to be like a good Isla, peaty, smoky yeah. scotch that way. But it has enough of that smoky, burnt char taste that it puts it further past like where a bourbon would be. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely of, not it a bourbon. It's definitely a scotch. Spot. It's, it's definitely a scotch, but... It's not a good scotch. 
Yeah, it's kind of in a weird spot, I think. Yeah. And if I'm spending 40 bucks, you know, I'd rather get my hands on, on a nice bourbon. Yeah, I'd rather, for $40, I'd rather buy a bourbon or I'd rather buy a bottle of Ardbeg or something okay. like that. Where you that. find an Ardbeg for 40 bucks? The, the, please tell, please base, tell me, look, please the, tell me where I could find Ardbeg for forty bucks because I want some. The base <laughs> bottle of it is around forty bucks. The know, little trial bottles? No, no, no. The the normal, just hey, here's. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll take your word for it because I can't find it for less than eighty anywhere. I, I, I got it over in Alabama, is where I got it last time. But <laughs> maybe that's why, because but there's like there's multiple layers of it, right? So the the more expensive, the eighty dollar bottle is like the Ardbeg twelve, mm-hmm. I think. Just the, the standard, hey, this is Arvig. Yeah. It's around 40, 40, okay. 40, 45, something there. All right. I just must not have been able to find it in any of the liquor stores that I've gone to. Have to double check over at Big Dog Liquor to see if they've got any in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, should we run through the week? Yeah, I guess so. All right. We'll start off with Monday Night Raw. Um, we have the Women's Tag Team Championship, Dakota Kai and Io Sky versus our Tag Team Champions, Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah. Uh, did I say Rodriguez and Aaliyah were champions? Yeah, they aren't at the end they, of this. Not at the end of this match. Dakota Kai and Io Sky, which is apparently all caps. Mm-hmm. Which uh, makes no sense. You know, they they won the, the titles. Aaliyah is apparently injured. I don't yeah. know if that's storyline or not, or maybe she got injured and they decided to just drop the title off of her. Maybe so, because otherwise they won the titles the week before. So what was the point? Yeah. And they won them by beating damage control. So that that really made no sense. Yeah. Uh, we have Johnny Gargano uh, defeating Chad Gable by pinfall. We have Kevin Owens... Uh, and Austin Theory brawling, which, my God, Kevin Owens promo. Yeah. That was fire. Mm-hmm. Best promo of the week. Yeah, easily. Um, we have uh, a Raw Women's Championship match where uh, Bianca Belair had an open challenge. Sonya Deville answers it and gets beat quickly. Yep. Uh, we have Omos defeating, um, I don't know, Ka- Kahash Marazi and Ryan Toomes via pinfall. Sure. Yeah, that's a thing that happened. Dexter Loomis was shown inside Mrs. House. Uh, and then the the big story of the night was Judgment Day. They're, they're being positioned very strongly right now. Uh, Finn Balor defeated Matt Riddle via pinfall after they tried to recruit Riddle to Judgment Day, and he declined. And then, of course, we're still continuing the story of the Mysterios and Judgment Day. Yep. Last week, Rhea said that she saw potential in Dominic and made a man out of him. That is a line directly out of her mouth. Yep. And it has very specific connotations. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) This week, uh, we see Edge in a match with Dominic. Edge defeats Dominic by disqualification. This entire match, they started out, and it's exactly what you needed it to be. Edge is in a league well above where Dominic is right now in his career, Mm -hmm. and it showed. Every move Edge did was crisp. Dominic couldn't get a move in until Rhea interfered and managed to basically injure Edge. Yeah. Then Dominic was able to take control for a while, but it was, as far as I'm concerned, I can be very harsh on matches, 
this one was for what it was was good. It was it was a good storytelling angle match. Yes. So that was Monday Night Raw. Uh, we went to Wednesday Night Dynamite where we kicked off the show with Sammy versus John Moxley uh, for the the Grand Slam Tournament of Champions, in which obviously. Moxley wins. There was there was some attempt by Ty and Anna Jay to get involved, and in fact they did. I think uh, Ty gave one of the absolute worst looking low blow kicks to Moxley, uh, who basically shrugged it off, and then wins. Mm-hmm. Um, MJF cuts a promo, which was rambly. And had no major point except to introduce the firm, which is Stokely Hathaway's group. Yeah, and the then, firm. Then Stokely Hathaway cut a promo, which was even more rambly and had even less of a point. That was uh, the, the first only hour part, of the show. Yeah, the only part of that that was worth anything was Stokely Hathaway hugging W. Morrissey. <laughs> That's it. Uh, terrible. Uh, Jungle Boy... Issued an open challenge that Jay Lethal responded to. Uh, Jungle Boy wins. Or, I'm sorry. Jungle Boy Jack Perry, because that's what he's going by now, officially. Good for him. Good uh, for him. He deserves yeah. the the upgrade. Absolutely. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs had a squash match, which lasted about a minute. Then we had the Lucha Bros versus Swerve in Our Glory. You skipped over the end of the squash match. Oh, yeah, where Ricky Starks came running down and attacked Hobbs. No, Ricky Starks came walking down out of the crowd, strolling, strolling is the way he came down. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and attacked Hobbs. Um, Then, yeah, we had the Lucha Bros versus Swerve and Our Glory. Swerve and Our Glory wins, Um, which it looks like it looked like at one point that they were going to break them up, but now maybe they're not. I don't know. All I know is in this match, uh, Keith Lee took a Spanish fly. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you didn't know already, Keith Lee is amazing. Yeah, he is. He is the modern day Vader when it comes down to it. Really. Yeah. Um, we had Tony Storm and Athena versus Serena Deeb and Britt Baker in a tag team match where you know I mean you have the the AW Women's Champion or interim Women's Champion on one side and then you've got the other people on the other side. One of which is Serena Deeb of all people. Um, you know, so of course, Storm and Athena won, right? Mm-hmm. No, uh, Serena D pinned Tony Storm after Jamie Hader came, and then Jamie Hader came down, and then Jamie Hader attacked Tony Storm, and then Jamie Hader flipped off Britt Baker and left. And when Jamie came out, I'm pretty sure the crowd reacted positively. Yeah, when Jamie came out, the crowd reacted positive. We reacted here in the the studio. We were watching it. We we're like. Okay, so Jamie Hader's coming out. She's going to attack Britt. Here we go. Um, and then she attacks Tony Storm. So it's like, okay, so now they're just going to do the whole story of I forgive you, I was just mad, blah, blah, blah. But then they didn't even do that. Yeah. Hader came out and attacked Tony Storm and left. She should have, if, if we're telling that story, attack Britt as well. Mm-hmm. Come out, and then next week come out and cut a promo where you say, uh... You know, I'm not here for friends. I don't care who you are. I'm here for the belt. Yeah. You know, that's how you build a star, right? Mm-hmm. But that would also entail Tony giving women time, and we know that's not going to happen. So mm-hmm. moving on. 
then the main event was Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson in the other match uh, for the Tournament of Champions in which Brian Danielson beats Chris Jericho. So, next week, I believe, on Dynamite, we will have Brian Danielson versus John Moxley mm-hmm. for the AEW title. Moxley comes out at the end of this match. They kind of stare at each other for a minute, shake hands. Uh, both of them are kind of, you know, jaw jacking at each other uh, 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 about what's going to happen next week. That's going to be a hell of a match. Oh, I'm sure there's sure. going to be some interference uh, from Jericho Appreciation Society. It wouldn't or surprise me if but... somebody got involved somewhere. Uh, you know, Jericho Appreciation Society, maybe. Maybe Daniel Garcia comes running down to interfere on Mox on Daniel Bryan's behalf, and then but then Wheeler Yuta comes down and interferes on Moxley's behalf or something. It's it's going to be a hell of a match. It's going to be a good match. Like these those two guys working together, they've worked yeah. together for years. They've yeah. put on it's great be matches awesome. before. It's going to be a good match. So that was Rampage. Dynamite. Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, Dynamite. Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, do I have to talk about this? Sadly, yeah. All right, well, I'm going to save the worst till the last. Okay. We have Ricochet defeating Sami Zayn. Uh, we have Karrion Cross promising to forever antagonize Drew McIntyre because apparently now he's some sort of time-traveling wizard. Yeah. No, <laughs> Jer- Jericho's the wizard. <laughs> I'm just telling you what Karrion Cross was, you know, he controls <laughs> the sands of time. Right. Uh, you know, whatever. We have Alpha Academy attacking Braun Strowman. And Otis slamming Braun, mm-hmm. which Braun immediately shrugs off and stands up. Yeah. I, I would love to see an Otis who's not a joke. Mm-hmm. Like when they were booking Otis as strong, when he was the yeah. money in the bank winner, he was strong. He could, I would love to see that Otis and Braun in a big meaty men slapping meat fight. That'd be awesome. We're not going to get that. No. But that's what Otis I want. Otis is a joke. That's what I want. Uh, we have Bailey defeating Raquel Rodriguez via pinfall. Uh, of course, Dakota Kai and Io Sky um, distracting. We have uh, Liv Morgan interrupting Ronda Rousey's interview and doing just the deadest eyed, deadpan reading of script lines I've seen. I I liked where they were trying to go with this. It did not work. No, no, it didn't work, and. It, I like Liv. Mm-hmm. She, they, they all need some acting classes. Okay, here's the deal. Liv is not a badass. No. Liv is a bubbly face underdog mm-hmm. champion. I'm not going to buy her as a badass. I don't well, buy her as a, as a, a threat to Ronda Rousey. I don't buy that. And, and she's not great at those promos. Mm-mm. Because, like, you could just tell she was stiff. She yep. was. It, it's not her. I like Liv. I do. I really like Liv. Mm-hmm. I am happy that she is champion. Mm-hmm. But if those are the promos that you're having her do, it ain't working. it's not working. You need to get somebody to deliver the promos for her, mm-hmm. or you need to change up the style of promo that you're writing for she her. She needs to be that bubbly mm-hmm. underdog champion. Yeah. I'm going to win. Because I have the people behind me because, you know, I'm Liv Morgan and I'm happy. You know, I've been told all my career that I'm, you know, I'm not going to be able to do do anything. 
well, I'm the champion. I'm, I'm going to stay the champion wrong. because I've got more guts than anybody. Whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, We have McIntyre challenging Cross. And then we have a number one contenders match for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. We have the Brawling Brutes with Ridge Holland and Butch mm-hmm. versus New Day versus Imperium and Hit Row. Who do you think won that match? Definitely not the fans. Well, okay, not the fans. But out of that group, which one of those teams do you think would win? Because two of those teams have been pushed very strongly for recently. Who was in it again? <laughs> Brawling Brutes. Yeah. New Day. Yeah. Imperium. Yeah. And Hit Row. Imperium or Brawling Brutes are the ones that are going to win. It was the Brawling Brutes. It was Brutes. the Brutes. Yeah. It was the Brutes. Bridge Holland. I would have. T- I would have gone with Hit Row or Imperium, just in my thought process. Hit Row isn't. Hit Row hasn't been back long enough. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Um, I would have, I was betting on Imperium for sure. Uh, and then the Brutes won. Yeah. Um, which they need to go back to fight night. Cause it just sounds yeah. so much better than brawling brutes. Uh, all right. We have a North American championship match. Solo Sokoa defeating Madcap Moss. Now yep. Sokoa just won the North American championship mm-hmm. on Tuesday. Yep. So there was no ifs, ands, or buts about who was going to win this match. That being said, they made Madcap look good. Mm-hmm. And now we start setting up, and this is how we started SmackDown off, and this is why I saved it for last. We're setting up for the next Saudi show, which is, I think, sometime in October. Uh, once again, we will not be watching Blood Money. Mm-hmm. At least I won't be. I can't speak for you, but yeah, I, I will not be watching it. So they so set before up you, before you say who it is. In Michael's brain, Michael's booking, right? Mm-hmm. We have Roman as the champion. Who is next versus Roman Reigns? I mean, you've got. Kevin Owens firing off yeah. some amazing okay. promos on Raw. He is getting hot, and, and he's getting white hot again. He's, yeah. he's going to be the top guy in the company. You can tell a good story with Sami Zayn being part of the bloodline and him. Sami Zayn and him. you got the whole history where uh, Roman was Roman never, never able to beat him without help. Yeah. In fact, the ref stopped counting yep. at one point. Uh you have Seth Rollins, who Roman's never been able to beat mm-hmm. when it gets down to the title, I, and who has a claim. Drew McIntyre could make a claim that he was screwed. Mm-hmm. Um, You've got Karrion Cross, who's there, yeah. which I don't think he's ready for the title scene yet. They've still got to introduce him, but he's there. He's you, adjacent. You have Braun Strowman just came back. Mm-hmm. Big man who has had the title before. Who Roman beat. For the yeah. title, if I'm not mistaken, it was a triple threat. I think it was Bray, yeah. and uh, yeah, maybe it was. I think I, I think it was Bray, exactly Braun, was, and Roman. Yeah. Um, wow, that's reaching way back there. Right. So I mean, um, there's there's a ton of options, is yeah. what we're saying here. Yeah. AJ Styles, I think he may be hurt, but well, I mean AJ, you could do a thing with Omos. 
because he's been pretty untouchable. Looks like they're trying to build him up. Bobby Lashley. Uh, Bobby Lashley. But Lashley's US, got the U.S. title. He's US champion. I mean, you, you could yeah. you could build some kind of he has to drop that to to take a shot. You know, there's there's lots of options, right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. like tons of WWE talent who's been around for a while. Yeah. That have put in their time and shown that they are capable of being champions. You know, there's there's rumors that Bray Wyatt may be coming back now that Triple H is yeah. in charge. Uh, so there, you could build that feud pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but so anyways, that. they went with Logan Paul. And... Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just... So Logan Paul was on my TV for like 20 minutes at the start of the show. And knocked out Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. and then Ricochet came out for a match against his match against Sami Zayn, and I hated every moment of yeah. that. Logan Paul is not a likable person. Uh, even if they're trying to book him as a face, he isn't. He is not a a a. He's not a good dude. This is a man who went to a forest in Japan that is known as a suicide forest. And filmed comedy sketches and filmed dead individuals mm-hmm. and yeah. released it on he's, Vine or YouTube. He's a terrible dude. He is an awful human being whose popularity peaked five years ago. Yeah. And sure, he's he's a he's a good athlete, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's had matches or exhibition boxing matches with Mayweather, who sure arguably the best boxer. Of all time, the most successful boxer of all there, time. Let's use that term. Uh, yeah, no, he's not arguably the best because he he boxes like a coward. Uh, and yes, I will say that to his face, even if I do get knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, no, I'm sorry. If you're Floyd Mayweather and your entire boxing style is backing away from your opponent, so Floyd, they... Floyd Mayweather boxes to win matches. He doesn't box for knockouts. Yeah. <laughs> that's not boxing. That's that's running away like a coward. But that was SmackDown. That was SmackDown. Uh, Rampage. <laughs> Rampage was very, seemed very short this week. Uh, we had Darby Allen versus Matt Hardy. Darby wins. Uh, Penelope Ford versus Willow Nightingale, in which Penelope Ford won. Danhausen versus Ethan Page, where Ethan Page won in like thirty seconds, a minute, something like that. And then Samoa Joe versus Josh Woods for the ROH TV, t- TV title. Uh, Samoa Joe, of course, wins. And that was Rampage. Samoa Joe's back. Yeah, Samoa Joe's back. That's that's good. <laughs> he went off to film a television show for... Uh, the, the live-action version of uh, Twisted Metal. Yeah, where he's playing the clown. Mm-hmm. Penny, uh, not Pennywise. Uh, uh, Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth. Yeah, I never really played Twisted Metal, and so I don't know a whole lot about it. I do know that Sweet Tooth is a, a character in there. Yeah, I, I played the first couple. They were just, they were fun. Uh, Demolition yeah. Derby game. Yeah. Uh, Sweet Tooth is a, a killer clown that drives an ice cream truck. There you go. So. Um, sent a photo to the group today, our, our group yeah. chat. There was a live stream, I think it was a Capcom, a Capcom Capcom live stream mm-hmm. uh, where Kenny Omega was on and 
you could see on his left arm a suspiciously very uh, bruised area, very bruised area, and it, it appears to be shaped like a mouth. Yeah. So, I guess we know where Ace Steel bit Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. This has been what two weeks now, or a week? It's been a week, huh? Yeah. What two weeks? Yeah, two weeks today. Yeah, two weeks today. So, and it's still bruised enough that you could spot it on television. Yeah. Um, didn't have a whole lot of news on that front uh, this week. We did have uh, they they did announce that all of the the people that were in the in the scruff uh, trying to break it up. Their suspensions have been removed. So yeah. Pat Buck, Nakazawa, Cutler, Daniels, they're all back. Um, the guys that were there trying to break it up and, yeah. and not not actually involved in the fight. We also did apparently get confirmation that Punk threw the first punch. Yeah. Um, both sides have agreed that Punk threw the first punch. Uh, the Punk side says that it was because he felt that Matt was about to swing on him, so he swung first. Um, at some point this will all, it'll all come out. I don't know whether it'll all be made public on exactly what happened. Somebody somewhere will get the, the backstage scoop, be it Meltzer or Sean Ross Sapp or no DQ or somebody. Yeah. We'll get a, a behind the scenes. This a off the record guys. This is what happened. You know? Um, I, I bet we don't get that until after AEW is completed. Yeah, there. it won't um, be until after the legal stuff and backstage in AEW. Because I, I imagine there has been some, I don't want to say a gag order because that's like a legal thing, but a if you talk about this to anybody, we will figure out who it was and you're done. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. No, Um, we're not going to hear from anybody in the room no. about this. And AEW is taking their time. And, and I 100% agree yeah, with this. I mean, they're like, taking like, their time doing a, an investigation, a investigation with a third party, with a third party to um, determine exactly what happened. And I am sure by now they know exactly what happened. Now they are looking at all of the potential legal ramifications. Yeah, like, because is there, is there a legal standing if they fire punk and punk try to sue them? Mm-hmm. If are the same with a steel, uh, is, uh, it does Matt or Nick or Kenny, do they have any kind of legal options as far as like assault or mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of working parts, moving parts that so, are back there. So all of these high priced lawyers that a billionaire can afford are looking over everything and they're going to decide what needs to happen next. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we have heard is from the talent roster and they've said that after months of it kind of being depressing backstage and, and it not necessarily having a good backstage feel, mm-hmm. that that is no longer the case. That it, it seems it like it seems positive. Yeah. Wardlow said it's back to where we were, you know, when we first started, when, you know, when we went into the pandemic where we were a team, it's positive, it's strong, we're going to do this. So that brings up the question, who's responsible for that backstage feeling? Is that... There's there's a lot been said about Jericho, Danielson, and Mox and their comment that they had made and all of that kind of stuff as a... 
you know, this is a, a driving force that is getting people back on board of, hey, remember why we're here, right? Remember yeah. what we do. You know, get get this whole mentality of any one person being better than the other one and, and all of this garbage. Get all that out of the out of here. It doesn't belong in AEW. That's WWE mentality. Mm-hmm. You know? Um so maybe. Yeah. I know Kenny Omega said something to the the locker room where he said that if it was up to him, uh, eight out of ten of them wouldn't have a job here. Uh, and, and that he was, was that was, was two weeks ago. Yeah, and he was staring directly at Will Osprey when he said it, which was apparently meant to be a joke. Yeah, and and I'm gonna I'm willing to take face value on this. That was apparently meant to be a joke, but when you're an EVP of a company, you can't say things like that. Mm-hmm. You cannot say things like that. And, you know, we don't really know what kind of power the EVPs have. I remember recently at the, probably is at that same meeting where Kenny and the Bucks went to everybody and said, hey, because there's been a lot of talk that you can't, you can't talk to Tony. That, right. that, you know, unless you're at a certain level, you're not able to really get right. time with him, which I can see. I mean, Tony's overstretched himself. But the Bucks, and, and I think Kenny may have been involved in this, I don't remember, though, said, hey, guys, we're here. You can always come talk to us. And they are EVPs. Do they have the same power they had when they started? No. Nah. Are they still part of the executive team? I, I absolutely yeah. believe they are. I believe that when you look at guys that have access to, to Tony, Kenny and the Bucks and Jericho, oh, sure. you know, your, your top guys absolutely have it. So, I could see that being a route of, hey, you know, hey, Matt, can, can I talk to you for a second? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, whatever, you know, issue is. And Matt be like, you know, I hear you. I'm going to take it to Tony. We'll get back to you. Yeah. That kind of a thing. Or, you know, Christopher Daniels, the, the head of talent relations. You know, there, there's that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, again, yeah, it was supposed to be a joke. I think if – if that would have been said and then the punk stuff didn't happen, no one would even, it, it wouldn't, it would have been a blip somewhere. But because of the, the punk stuff and, and the suspensions and the fights and everything, I think it's getting a little more credence mm-hmm. than it probably should. Yeah. I think it was an offhand joke with somebody that he's feuding with. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't know. I don't know, Kenny. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, it, but I don't know what his sense of humor is. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, exactly. We, we exactly. know what we get on TV. Yep. There really wasn't a whole lot else. I mean, there wasn't. Uh, yeah, it was very quiet on the dirt sheets this week. Yeah, you. I mean, show-wise, of course, Dynamite had both of the uh, championship matches. Mm-hmm. Um, both were, I thought both were good. There was no way Sammy Guevara was going to beat John Moxley. No. Like not even slightly a chance, but they still put on a decent they still match. Put on a very good show. Even with the interference yeah. like that. I didn't, I didn't need the interference. No. I think the interference actually weakened the match. Yeah. The interference the story, but that interference weakened Sammy, especially considering the fact that he lost. Mm-hmm. even with the interference. So that, that did nothing 
to help Sammy or protect Sammy or any of that kind of stuff. It just made him look weak. Um, the Jericho Danielson match, I thought was a toss up as to who would win. I could have seen either of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I fully believe that the right call here is put the belt on Danielson. Moxley was going to take some time off. He's going to take a vacation. Let the man have his vacation. Yeah. It wasn't, he was not involved in any of the, the crap storm that, mm-hmm. that caused this problem. Let the man have some time off. Yeah, let the man have some time off. And and not only was he not involved with the the storm that caused all of this, he stepped up mm-hmm. to fill the hole caused exactly. by the loss of Kenny Omega, Matt and Nick Jackson, and CM Punk. Yep. He stepped in to help fill that hole. And he also apparently stepped up as a locker room leader. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, uh, he, Moxley is the ace of AEW, pure mm. and simple. Um, let the man have some, yeah. some time off. Give the belt to Brian Danielson. Let Danielson run with it for a bit. He deserves it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would much rather him have it than Jericho. Oh, yeah. Because while Jericho is definitely a locker room leader, he is definitely a legend. He is, he's got some odd personal thoughts and feelings, but in the ring, at least, um, you know, you can't take away the greatness that is Jericho. Um, but he's already had the belt. I really don't need him to have the belt again. He got to be the inaugural champion, Mm -hmm. which was smart. They had of the people they had, they had, they needed to put that on Jericho because, when AEW starts, the only name that the average wrestling fan or lapsed wrestling fan is going to know yep. is Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see Jericho have any more title runs. I just don't. Yeah, I agree. He, I, I 100% agree. It's the same thing when we, we talk about The Rock coming back potentially for a match against Roman at Mania. I don't need the titles involved in that at all. In fact, that makes me less interested because then I know who wins. Yep. <clears throat> um. So, yeah, you let Danielson take the belt. You let Danielson run with it for a little bit of time, you know, while Mox is out. If yeah. you want to do a, a rematch when Mox comes back, okay. Um, I don't think you need to. I, I think you you have uh, Danielson run with the belt for a bit. Have somebody come up and take it off of him. Have somebody new come up and take it off him. Um, I imagine it might be MJF at this point. I mean, MJF is certainly positioned to be the it next champion kinda, beyond, beyond whoever this is. It kind of pisses me off that that would make Brian freaking Danielson a transitional champion. Uh, well, it all depends if they on do how that, but it all depends on how long they decide to carry. Well, MJF's got the chip. Yeah. So, what I would hope would happen, uh, and again, this is putting hope on something that probably won't. I would hope MJF gets super cocky. He cashes in his chip. Him and Danielson have their match, and even with interference from the firm, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, Danielson wins. 
Well, you, you have Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, to exactly. Be the opposite of the firm. And come on, W. Morrissey and Cesaro. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Claudio. Right. Uh, but it's right. like, still, look, guys, I, I'm going to slip into their WWE names and it's just going to happen. Right. But yeah, you know, Claudio versus W. Morrissey in a brawl outside. Sign me up, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, so you have that. The thing is, is they're not building a Danielson title champion, a title win. No, probably not. Moxley's going to win. It's they are building Moxley versus MJF. MJF. Moxley and they win. have from the beginning. Yeah. Which, if you let Moxley win, then the whole last month has been, to me, completely pointless. I mean. Completely. It was pointless. There but you gotta think. We've talked before about how Tony doesn't understand story structure. He's not great at booking. And now you've thrown the wrench in there of my champion came back. He was injured right after winning the championship. We pivoted, we made it work. My champion came back. He immediately re-injured himself. Yeah. And then he decided to try to burn down my company. Yeah. And I'm going to put it on the guy who I know is dependable, who's stable. And we're going to go from there. And yes, I'm saying John Moxley is stable. I can totally see that happening. MJF is doing his thing. They're definitely building him to win the championship. Mm-hmm. I 100% believe that they turned a shoot into a work with MJF. Oh, yeah. The promo that MJF cut when he went out, what was that, back in, was that April? Mm-hmm. Um, whenever it was. That he cut where he told Tony to fire him. Fire him, fire fire me, fire me, fire me. That was all planned. Oh, yeah. I knew that then because, one, that doesn't stay on TV as long as it did. I was about to say, if that wasn't planned, that's not on TV. Yeah, at least not as long as it was. Maybe one time. Maybe one time. Fire me, Tony. Gone. (laughs) Cut to to the Papa John's commercial, you know. Uh, But that was completely planned. Whether they had agreed to a new contract at that point or not, I don't know. To me, this all started out as a work. It all started out as MJF being disgruntled mm-hmm. about his call, about how much he's getting paid, about his contract, about all this kind of stuff. It started off that way. And then over the last several months, him and Tony have talked. Tony has agreed to an extension. And this is just where I'm seeing it. Tony has agreed to extend his contract. Otherwise, if Tony didn't extend the contract, I don't think we're getting this whole uh, 2024, you know, threats of leaving, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think we're seeing all that. Um, MJF is, and apparently one of the big point of contention, just to remind everybody, mm-hmm. was MJF wanted more money, but did not want to sign a contract extension. Tony was willing to pay him more money, but he had to sign a contract extension. That's called negotiation. And they couldn't come to terms. 
I think that it was a, hey, take a break. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll come back and, and we'll discuss this. And yeah. they came to terms. I, I, guarantee I have to think there was a contract extension. extension. And then they're using this whole, you know, I'll go with my buddy Cody. Uh, I'll give Paul a call. Uh, they're just doing that as yeah. a, you know, here we go. This is just going to be the story. Um, I mean, look, I will fault Tony for a bunch of his story decisions. Yeah. I think this I said they started as a work. I mean, it started as a shoot. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. This ain't one of them. No. This, this ain't, because I would do the exact same thing if I was in this position. Yeah. If, if you can make it, if you can turn it into something that'll work, then there you go. Um, now the problem, what I'm scared of right now is MJF comes out, cuts his promo, right? He introduces the firm. Then he disappeared. Then he disappeared. So there is that at least, but great. MJF is related to another big faction again. Mm -hmm. I can only see how it's going to go. If he wins the belt. Oh, you want a challenge for my belt? Okay, you have to fight all the people in the firm. And if you lose, no no belt. Could we not? Please, please no. If they do that, Mm -hmm. we sit and we watch this in a room of, you know, six to ten people. Yeah. If they do that, I'm turning the TV. No, I am turning it off. You have to change the channel. Because if you change the channel, then the demographics go down. All right, that's fine with me. We'll switch to <laughs> South Park. Yeah, and enjoy some some quality comedy. <laughs> yeah, MJF has to move past that phase of his career. Mm-hmm. He has to. Now, what I needed to see was MJF out there, you know, blah blah blah, and let you know he did his thing. And I need Wardlow. I needed Wardlow to just walk out and power bomb him. Just. Dude, you, you you know, you left. Yep. We 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 weren't done. You think I'm done with you right. just because you ran awesome. away? No, no, we we ain't done yet. We're not done. And then you could maybe position MJF for a TNT title run, mm-hmm. which would allow him to get some more steam under his belt. Yeah, MJF yeah. needs a belt before he goes for the big one. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest here, Jericho, known world champion. Mm-hmm. Moxley, known world champion. Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega, known world champion. Mm-hmm. Hangman doesn't fit that mold because Hangman hasn't ever been a champion, but he has been an AEW homegrown talent that was with the elite. He was in the very first AEW title match. He has always been sniffing around the title with Kenny, with Jericho, the whole thing. He had been positioned around that yes. title for two years before he won it. Yes. Um, CM Punk, known world champion. Mm-hmm. Who the F is MJF? Yeah. He is a indie scrub that's good on the mic that became this, this heel in AEW. Now, that said... The first couple of feuds with MJF, I really liked, you know, until they became the until same they feud. became the same thing. He he isn't evolving. He I thought his promo when he came back was pretty good. 
I, I really liked the the hammed up baby yeah. face promo that Moxley called him out on. I really liked that. Thought it was good. Um, maybe we can see some growth, but we, I honestly we have think, to see some growth. Yeah, he's got he's won the diamond a couple times, which is nothing. That doesn't mean anything at all. Um, and that needs to be on somebody else this year when they do yeah. it. I would I would like to see him with some gold first. Get him a TNT. Get him the TNT title. He can he can take it off of you, Wardlow if he needs to. You have a built in storyline with Wardlow. Yeah, and you know yeah you have W Morrissey interfere mm-hmm. to to cost Wardlow the title. Then you spin Wardlow out with Morrissey. Yep. and you know MJF goes on to feud with Jungle Boy. Or whoever, you know, I'm I'm just kind of building this you can out. Have, you can have MJF feud with any of the other pillars, mm-hmm. right? Or, or the originals, as it were, and say, you know, I've got the... And, and the thing is, he's a heel. Some people may not agree with me, but have him run down the TNT title. I got this Cracker Jack title. I should have mm-hmm. the world title. Uh, this is a garbage stepping stone. I will get my title shot. Yada, 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 yada. Yeah. You know, and then you you have with that you actually have a storyline for uh, um, Darby mm-hmm. because Darby was TNT champion. Yep, and you haven't, dude. You, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I put in the work to make yeah. that title mean something. You know, Brody put in the yeah, work exactly. to make this title mean something, and here you are running it down. Look, you want to run me down? You want to run? This, mm-hmm. you know, the company down, I'm fine. You will not run will down not the legacy that. of Brody. Yeah. You know, and and then, you know, well, you whether you have Darby do that, because that's not yeah, really Darby's really style. Darby style. But you but, could have, you, know, you could have John Silver do that. You could have Alex Reynolds do it. You could have Tin do it. Uh, yeah, you could have Hangman do it even. Yeah, you could have Hangman, and that would elevate MJF. Yeah. Have Hangman wrestle with, with Hangman. Um, Hangman wrestle Hangman? I mean, uh, MJF <laughs> wrestle with Hangman. Um, Sorry, I could. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, have have them go at it over the TNT title, yeah. you know, um, at that point. Then what you have is, you know, you could create the story there. Hangman wins. He gets the TNT title. It could be seen as a step down, but, I mean, John Cena went from the world champion to the U.S. title. And in doing so, he elevated the U.S. The US title, title. You know, so now. And which Vince immediately right. threw in the trash. So now. So now MJF has been running down the the TNT title. He's calling it a garbage title. He's calling it a trash title, all that kind of stuff. Well, now you have a former world champion with the belt, right? Yeah. Have him create the open challenge again. Mm-hmm. You know, have him showcase basically what Cody was doing without being Cody. Um, you know, have him get there, right? I'd love then- the idea of the TNT title being open to anybody and then bringing in outside talent. I don't think yeah. it needs to always be outside talent, yeah. and then but you, you know, bring in some guys that are indie, have Eric Redbeard show up one mm-hmm. time to challenge. Then he doesn't for end up back in WWE, but you, you know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> right. You know, you bring in, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. Big name I mean, guys like, like Cody that. did with Warhorse with Eddie. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that's why Eddie has a job is because mm-hmm. he came yeah. out and did what he had to do. Yep. To, so, to showcase himself. And then you have hangman could bring prestige back to the belt. And then MJF, you know, I finally got that albatross out from around my neck. I can now challenge for the title. Now he's got some some championship experience under his mm-hmm. belt. Now I'm more willing to buy him as yeah. an AEW heavyweight title. What I'm going to say is going to be extremely controversial. Okay. And you may not agree with me. Okay. 
MJF is CM Punk version 2.0. He's very good on the mic, but he is a average at best wrestler. MJF is dollar store CM Punk. I don't want to give him a 2.0 because generally when you start talking about 2.0, you're talking about upgrades and things of that nature. MJF is great value CM Punk. He is good on the mic. Mm -hmm. He's average at best in the the ring. ring. Exactly. And and that I feel like that's how I feel about CM Punk. Yeah. He's great on the mic. He's, He's average, average at best in the ring. Now, we've been talking about titles here. So I want to bring something up in WWE land. All right. So it's come out here, I think it was either this week or into last week, but we didn't really talk about it. Um WWE is in a, a quandary, in a conundrum mm-hmm. over what to do with their title, their, their main title. Yeah, I think that was this week that, that all that came out. They don't want Roman Reigns to lose between now and Mania. Mm-hmm. However, they want two titles going into Mania season. Mm-hmm. And they, they see this as, oh, this is a big problem. What do we do? So, my question to you, I've thought of a couple of ideas. What kind of ideas do you think they could do? How can, how can we get both titles or one of the titles off of Roman? You don't. So that... By Rumble, we have two champs without making Roman lose or look weak. You don't. Okay. You don't take a title off of Roman. What you do is you go out and you have Triple H or somebody come out and say, look, Roman, you, you've decided to scale back and, and we get it. You know, you're, you're the, the, the tribal chief, the, the, the leader, you need as the much vacation. The, table, the big dog. Yeah, you need as much vacation time between your title matches as possible so that you never lose it. We understand. You you make that the story there. that The only reason he's taking time away is so that he can be 100% healthy going in, whereas all his opponents are wrestling week to week. And then you announce the return of the World Heavyweight Championship. So you produce a third belt. You produce the third belt, and you fade. Hold on. Very, you, you you phase the Universal and WWE titles into the WWE title. Okay. Get rid of the Universal. You bring back the big gold belt as the World Heavyweight Championship, and you put that on Raw or whatever. Okay, I kind of have a similar... One of my thoughts was very similar to that. Um, October, November time frame, we start setting up a draft mm-hmm. option. And you have trips go to Roman and say, with the draft coming up, and you know, he can go in there to the bloodline. So the Usos are sitting there, Roman's there, they've all got their gold. Paul's there. Paul's there, Solo's there, Sammy's, Sammy's there, there. <laughs> you know, and, and Triple H goes in and goes, So with the draft coming up, uh we're we're gonna have to uh separate the titles again. So uh whatever show uh, you get drafted to uh, the belt for the other brands uh, will be vacated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that way you can get the belts off. Yeah. Now, then you go over to the raw side of things, you know, cause draft Roman to SmackDown by all means, same with the Usos. Um, then you go to the raw side of things, or you can, really throw a wrench in it and have Roman drafted to one and the Usos drafted to the other. And then on both shows, you can then have a, a WWE title tournament 
on Raw and a WWE Tag Team SmackDown tournament on SmackDown mm-hmm. to crown the new champs. Yeah. Um, and the tournament doesn't have to be big. I'm not talking about like everybody on the roster is involved. I'm talking like, hey, let's pick four people and we'll have two matches on this Monday night and then before whatever pay-per-view and then the match will be at the pay-per-view. You know, you could do something like that. Um, that was one of my options. Another option that, that you could do is you could just have Roman say, I don't need these. I'm done yeah. with these. And and how, like have him toss them in the trash. You know, whether you want to do that or not, I, you know, uh, maybe, but you have Roman say, I'm the head of the table. I don't, I don't need, need the titles. The other, the everybody other, knows I am the, you know, yeah. the other option that I thought of was we have, let's say whatever the, the December pay-per-view is or even the January one. Right. So right before rumble, I think January is rumble is January. I thought, I thought February was rumble, but either way. So the December pay-per-view then we'll call it. There's going to be a, because we're going into main, we're going into the main season. They they decide we have to have two champions, or Roman is going to have to prove that he can be the the champ champ, right? Mm-hmm. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna have a match, and it's gonna be Drew McIntyre versus or or you don't even have to go that far. You can say Drew McIntyre versus Roman. In a two falls match. The first fall gets the first belt. Second fall gets the second belt. So if Roman can win both falls, you know what? You you deserve to be the champ champ still. Yeah. And then what we do is for the first fall, Roman beats the piss out of Drew McIntyre. Pins. One, two, three. Roman retains the universal title. Drew staggers back up to his feet. He's getting ready. They start blasting each other, right? The second fall for the WWE title goes for a while. Austin Theory comes running down. Cash is in. Now we've got rid of the briefcase. Mm -hmm. And Drew pins Austin. Roman didn't really lose because they always like to throw out that little nugget. I didn't lose. Okay. But now we've got our two champions. The third option, and this is the one that I think I like the best. Roman stays with the belts. At Rumble, entrant number 27, the person who wins the most Rumbles in history. Adrenaline in my soul. Cody Rhodes comes back. Here comes Cody. (laughs) Yeah. Don't look now, it's Cody Rhodes. You know. Cody comes down. Cody wins the Rumble. Monday night on Raw, there's only one champ. So Cody says, Roman, I am challenging you at Mania for the the titles. And then Paul Heyman walks out. Ladies and gentlemen. Well, he doesn't do it that way. He's not not here to, to, to introduce Roman. Congratulations, Cody, on winning the Rumble and being able to challenge for whatever title you choose to challenge for. But that's the catch. You can only challenge for one title. So which one will it be? The Universal title or the WWE title? Because you only get one. So now we've created the... Cody, of course, is going to say the WWE title. It's the legacy title. 
It's the one that his dad never won. Um, then during between Rumble and WrestleMania is when we set up The Rock coming back. And now our main event for night one of WrestleMania is going to be Roman Reigns versus The Rock. And this will be for both titles. Roman wins, obviously. But night two is Cody versus Roman Reigns for the WWE title, and Cody wins. Now we have completed our uh, Roman not losing until WrestleMania. We've given a storyline reason for the titles, even if we don't have two champions. But we make Roman do the pull the double shift. He has to beat the Rock, and then he has to beat uh, Cody. He beats the Rock. He loses to Cody. Roman can continue on his story and outline of you know it's not fair that I lost uh, because I had to fight the Rock of all people yeah. the night before. But there you go. That's I, I the one I like. There's there's multiple ways that you can take the title off of him. You can strip him of the titles. Yeah. Um, you can have him drop it. You can do any of the stuff that we we've talked here. He needs to drop one of the titles. Mm-hmm. Let him keep one of them. I, that doesn't like, bother me. If you're going into WrestleMania against the rock, I don't want him to have the titles against the rock need him. because that match does not need the titles. The titles do not add regardless of what WWE thinks. The titles add nothing to that match. Mm-hmm. What you do have, though, is you have an opportunity in the storyline that they are telling right now. Yeah. Because Sami Zayn lost his match to Ricochet Friday night. Mm-hmm. Not because Ricochet out-wrestled him, Mm-mm. but because Jay interfered. Yeah. Jay interfered, cost Sammy the match. So now you've got this Jay-Sammy feud that they've been building for a couple weeks now. Mm-hmm. Now you've introduced Solo Sokoa, who, when he went out for his match, told Jimmy and Jay, stay in the back. I don't need you. I especially don't need you, Jay, because you're not with it. Yeah. You're slipping. Sammy, you coming? So now you have Solo Sokoa, who is being booked very strong at the moment. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, I, I can't speak to whether or not he should be. He's an Uso. Right. You know, like he, he's he's from that family. He looks pretty good in the ring. <laughs> yeah. Uh so sure. I'm willing to to see what happens. Mhm. I mean, he looks like he could be the third twin, honestly. If he yeah. if he had if he had right. black he's, hair. I think he's 8 years younger than them. Yeah, but if he had black hair, oh, yeah. you know, like he's yeah, he could fit in. He could fit in perfectly. He could be the triplet, right? <laughs> you know. But with that being said, you now have that feud where Jay and Sammy fight outside of one of Roman's title matches. Not Logan Paul. Yeah. Let you know, push it to SummerSlam. Yeah. Whoever he's facing at SummerSlam, I'm sorry, not SummerSlam. Uh, uh, Survivor, Survivor Series. Series. You have Sammy and Jay fighting outside the ring, which distracts Roman, which causes him to turn around straight into a, uh, a Claymore. Claymore. One, two, three. Now the title is off of Roman 
in on Drew. And you can make maybe make that for one of the titles. Yeah. If you want, if Roman absolutely has to have one of the titles, make that for one of them. Make it for the universal title. Then you have Roman remain strong. Did he really lose? No, he was distracted. You have him take it out on Sammy because obviously Jay is blood, but you build the story around him supporting Sammy at first and then yeah. all of them turning on Sammy in the ring. Well, you could even have, you could even, here's how you set up the rock, right? Roman immediately takes Jay's side because he's blood. Well, Solo takes Sammy's side because, mm-hmm. you know, he's the one that's been helping him out, right? Yeah. Jimmy's kind of caught in the middle. He doesn't know what side to take. His brother, because he's his brother, or Sammy, because, hey, Sammy's the one on the right here. He doesn't know where it's going. And then you have The Rock come back to as the as the real head of the family to settle this trash. Yeah. And Roman takes offense to it because as soon as The Rock shows up, Jimmy, Jay, Solo, they all fall in line with The Rock. You know, he tells them, squash this shit, right? And they're like, yes, sir, because <laughs> it's The Rock. And well, so Roman takes offense. And that's how we then set up to, to Mania with Roman versus The Rock as the who really is the head yeah. of the table. <laughs> you, Roman, you, you're putting food on people's table? Mm-hmm. Tell me, how much you make this year? Right. What, a million dollars? Man, that's I made like, that five minutes ago say, just walking through the door. That's what, 50, <laughs> that, that's what it takes. That's how much I make walking from my bedroom to the toilet, you know. Which wouldn't work because that would make The Rock a heel. Yeah. And I don't know. No, it really wouldn't because Roman's a heel. So if you have The Rock being The Rock, yeah. let's not forget I mean, it, it is, is the, rock. the Rock. So he is out here being The Rock, you know, because even when Rock was a face, he was running people down like crazy. Okay, he comes out here and he runs Roman down. The rest of the world knows that Roman's, uh, you know, he, he having throw out the fact that Roman, you can't even fight your own battles. You always have somebody at your back. I had to eventually get rid of the nation before I became somebody big. You know, have him throw out the fact that Roman has to have the bloodline. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems to me every single time I want a match, uh, creative retconning here, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I did it on my own, even though most of the Rock's title wins, he had help from somewhere. But the corporate he champion. throws it out there, right? You can create, then you create that storyline. Don't give the belt back to Roman. This now becomes more than belts. This becomes about pride. This becomes about family. There you go. Now you've created a good storyline that doesn't have the belts. Drew can do his thing with the belts. You can separate them at that point. Uh, yeah. You know, have Drew just say, this is dumb having two titles. I'm relinquishing the universal title. I don't want it. Yeah. You know, and he gives it up. They do something with it. And there you go. Now then, hooray. Yay. Um, the only other thing that I really did want to quickly mention before we're done here is NXT Tuesday night. At the end of it, Shawn Michaels cuts a bit of a promo. And then the NXT logo that is that Splatoon ink-colored rainbow vomit shimmers, the letters turn white, and it gets a gold ring around it again. Just like the old, it's still the 2.0 logo, 
but it's got the 1.0 colors on it. Well, the 1.0 was, was, 1.0 was just gold. It, yeah. Uh, so it, it's it's more it's more 1.0 looking. What do you think? They've talked about it. They, in, I think Triple H sees the NXT 2.0 is swinging the pendulum too far the other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, NXT was a time of its era. Yeah, it, it cannot be recreated, and I don't think that they want to try to recreate what they had. No. That being said, 2.0 doesn't work. 2.0 doesn't work. It is too main rosterish. Yep. It is too bright. It is too loud. It's not NXT. Yeah. So let's take it back half of a step. Yep. And let's go from there. Mm -hmm. I'm still not going to watch it for the most part, probably. Just because, unless it unless it really starts to make some differences and some changes, yeah. I'm not going to watch it. Well, I mean, our our uh, our buddy Jay from Travelers on the Omnibus, he watches NXT every week, and he tells us, "Hey, you guys should really check this out. It's it's actually pretty good." I have a very bad taste in my mouth from when they switched to 2.0. Mm-hmm. I sat down and tried to watch that first episode. Yeah, and it, I it wasn't couldn't good. get through it. Yeah, it wasn't good. So, yeah, I'm going to do something else with my time on Tuesday nights. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't have cable. So, <laughs> I, yeah. you know, I already struggle to watch SmackDown some weeks because, you know, God forbid they do, you know, with SmackDown, what they do with every other show that's on Hulu where it's up the next day. No, SmackDown, we just pick a random time between... um Friday and Monday to, to post it to Hulu. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to watch NXT right now, but we'll see what happens. I'm still going to stay up on what's happening over there. Yeah. At least a little, you know, but I'm just not going to be like tuning in every week. Gotcha. So, So, I think with all that said, you got anything else that happened in wrestling that you want to touch on? Cause I, Mm -hmm. I, uh, Mandy Rose apparently got engaged. Congratulations, uh, Mandy. So, uh, congratulations, Otis. Uh, uh, no, no. <laughs> uh, uh, Sabatelli, Peter no. Sabatelli. So, I was I was joking yeah, I with the Otis thing, but yeah, uh, yeah. no, congratulations to him. Um, Mazel Tov, many yeah. happy years. That's, that's really it, though. Yeah, when it comes um, down to it. I think we've talked about everything. Like I said, compared to last week. Yeah. There was not a whole lot happening this week. So, so with that said, uh, we need to say a big thank you to McNarb Gaming here in Goshen, Mississippi. Uh, do you like board games? Do you like card games? Uh, even if you don't, come on down to McNarb Gaming. Check them out. They've got a lot of great games here. There's a lot of great people here that if you've ever been interested in uh, trying to sit down and learn or play Dungeons & Dragons, they do it every Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Uh if Dungeons and Dragons and role-playing games aren't your thing, then come on down on a Thursday night and they'll have different board games set up and they'll have people there to help you learn how to play them. And these aren't your mom and your daddy's board games. We're not talking monopoly. Monopoly. We're, we're talking about stuff that's going to make you think Yep. stuff that you're truly going to have fun playing. 
And that's not a knock at Monopoly. I have memories of playing Monopoly Family that was fun. No, oh, it's absolutely a knock at Monopoly. It's a terrible board game. But, but come down, check it out. I guarantee you, you're going to have fun. You're going to meet some great people. Check them out. They've got everything you need here. Yep. Um, and then once you're done getting your board game or your magic cards or whatever on, go over to Big Dog Liquor. Uh, as long as you're a legal adult, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, 21 or older in the United States of America. He's got, you know, vodka, whiskey, wines, and wines, and then more wines. And did I mention wines? Um, does, does he have wine? Wines. Um, huge selection of most everything. You can probably find something that'll that'll tickle your taste buds. Uh, there's always a sale on wine, depending on the month. You know, this one may be on sale this month. This one will be on sale next month. He does senior discounts. He does military discounts. Uh, on on Wednesday, you can stack your discounts. So, uh, if there's a special wine that you probably want or a, a special alcohol, if possible, he can order it for you. Mm-hmm. So, go down there, tell him we sent you, get you something good, and then since you've you know got your your, your board game, your card game, you've got your liquor, you know you're on the way home. You've already listened to us. Give Travelers on the Omnibus a, a try. Absolutely. Uh, they talk about nerd stuff and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you, Brady. <laughs> uh, and then once you're done talking, listen to them, because that's all I'm going to plug them, because that's what they did to us a, a couple times ago. Yeah. That's... Um, you can also give Jody, one of the Travelers, a listen on Fearology, mm-hmm. where he talks about his, his relationship with horror and goes through different movies, mostly older ones, uh, and just, you know, breaks them down. And once you're done listening to that, give our friends over at Silence Your Cell Phones a uh, a, a listen because they're going to give give you a good show talking about bingeable television and great movies and maybe mm-hmm. not so great movies. Uh, if you want to get a hint of what that might sound like, check out our supercast over on the Travelers on the Omnibus channel that we did yeah. with them. Uh, what about a month and a half ago now? Yeah, about that. Uh, but it just released last week. So make sure you give them a, a listen and, you yeah. know, Jay was a hero for editing all that. Absolutely. Together. Absolutely. You know, I've got, I've got it on my computer and I'm looking at that. And I edit for, you know, living at work and I'm like, Nope, nah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but so with all that being said, I think we're about ready to head out. I think that's it. We'll see you in the next week yeah. and uh, cheers. Cheers.